Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Monday, February 26th. On today's show, Webb finds evidence for a neutron star at the heart of a young supernova remnant, and scientists take the smallest measurement of gravity ever in a quantum quest. Plus, virtual dissection enhances Animal Science Anatomy Lab. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a significant discovery from NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, which has found the strongest evidence yet for a mission from a neutron star at the site of a recently observed supernova known as SN1987A. This is the first time that the effects of high energy emission from the probable young neutron star have been detected. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this discovery and its significance? Certainly, David. Supernovae, the explosive final stages of some massive stars, offer a unique opportunity for astronomers to study a key astronomical process in real time. The supernova SN1987A, which occurred 160,000 light-years from Earth, was the first supernova that could be seen with the naked eye since Kepler's supernova in 1604. It was a core-collapse supernova, meaning the compacted remains at its core formed either a neutron star or a black hole. While indirect evidence for the presence of a neutron star has been found before, this is the first time that high-energy emission from a probable young neutron star has been detected. Can you explain how this evidence was found? The James Webb Space Telescope began science observations in July 2022, and the SN1987A remnant was one of the first objects it observed. The team used the medium-resolution spectrograph mode of Webb's mid-infrared instrument, which is a type of instrument known as an integral field unit. This instrument can image an object and take a spectrum of it at the same time allowing observers to see spectroscopic differences across the object. Spectral analysis of the results showed a strong signal due to ionized argon from the center of the ejected material that surrounds the original site of SN1987A. And what does this mean for our understanding of supernovae? This discovery provides direct evidence for a mission triggered by a newborn compact object, most likely a neutron star, in the aftermath of a supernova explosion. This is significant because it confirms theoretical models of how core-collapse supernovae take place. More observations are planned this year, and the research team hopes ongoing study will provide more clarity about exactly what is happening in the heart of the SN1987A ray remnant. These observations will hopefully stimulate the development of more detailed models, ultimately enabling astronomers to better understand not just SN1987A, but all core-collapse supernovae. From astronomical phenomena to advancements in education, let's shift our focus to a recent development in the field of animal science education. A virtual dissection table, commonly used in medical and nursing schools, is now being utilized by animal science students at Iowa State University. This technology is supplementing traditional learning methods, providing a unique perspective on animal anatomy. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this innovative approach to teaching animal physiology? Certainly, David. The virtual dissection table allows students to manipulate 3D digital renderings of animal organ systems. 
This provides a unique opportunity to examine how organs like the colon, stomach, and gallbladder fit together. It's a rare opportunity for animal science students who typically learn through more traditional methods like examining fresh tissues, preserved specimens, and plastic models. How does this technology enhance the learning experience for these students? The virtual dissection table offers an interactive digital component to the anatomy lab curriculum. It allows students to see how blood flows through the heart with the valves opening and closing, and even observe an ECG chart in real time. It doesn't replace other methods of studying animal physiology, but rather supplements them, providing a fuller perspective on where organs are in a body and how they work. And how unique is this approach? According to Carl Kearns, an assistant professor of animal science who oversees the course, Iowa State University is the first and only animal science department and pre-veterinary program in the nation, to their knowledge, using a virtual anatomy table for classroom instruction. What about the content of these virtual dissections? Are they specific to certain animals? Currently, the system has some animal models loaded into it, and more may be added in the future. However, students mostly study a fully annotated human body. This is particularly useful earlier in the semester when students learn anatomy basics before moving on to animal-specific lessons. As Kearns puts it, a heart is a heart, whether it's a pig or a cow or a human. After hearing about significant advancements in animal science education from our Simply Science reporter James, let's now turn our attention to a groundbreaking development in the field of physics. Scientists have achieved the smallest measurements of gravity ever recorded, a technique that could potentially help us determine if gravity is quantized, and if so, how general relativity and quantum mechanics can be reconciled. Here to delve deeper into this topic is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science. Bella, can you give us some context on this achievement? Certainly, David. The early 20th century brought the revelation that energy is not continuous, but exists in tiny packages known as quanta. This led to the discovery that other things were quantized as well. However, it remains uncertain whether time and gravity also exist in such small packets. The existence of quantized gravity is widely believed to be the key to resolving the apparent incompatibility between quantum mechanics and general relativity, our best theory to represent gravity. So, how did the scientists manage to measure gravity at such a small scale? Dr. Tim Fuchs and his team used a levitating magnet to measure the effects of gravity on a particle weighing 0.43 milligrams when cooled to a tenth of a degree above absolute zero. The supercold conditions minimize the particle's vibration, allowing the team to measure a gravitational pull of just 30 atonewtons on it. That's still larger than the likely size of gravity quanta if they exist. However, Fuchs believes the same technique can go smaller until it finds out if gravity can have any force or is restricted to discrete jumps. What does this mean for our understanding of gravity and quantum mechanics? This achievement brings us one step closer to understanding how gravity and quantum mechanics work together. The team plans to continue scaling down the source using this technique until they reach the quantum world on both sides. If successful, this could help solve some of the mysteries of our universe, like how it began, what happens inside black holes, and uniting all forces into one big theory. What if quantum gravity isn't real? That's a possibility. Some physicists doubt the existence of quantum gravity, 
If Fuchs's work finds no sign of quantization at ever smaller forces, those voices will grow louder. However, it's important to note that measuring gravity at microscopic scales is extremely challenging due to its weakness compared to the other three forces. The team needed advanced superconducting traps, precise magnetic fields, and sensitive detectors shielded from vibrations to achieve this. Thanks for that fascinating insight, Bella. Speaking of groundbreaking research, let's turn our attention to the world's coral reefs. They're under threat from rising ocean temperatures and bleaching, but a recent study published in the journal Nature Communications suggests that about 25% of a coral reef's health depends on an unlikely hero, the sea cucumber. Here to delve into this is our correspondent from Simply Science. Indeed, David. Sea cucumbers, despite their unassuming appearance, play a crucial role in maintaining the health of coral reefs. These marine invertebrates, which can range in size from less than an inch to six feet long, act like underwater vacuum cleaners. They consume sediments on the ocean floor and on coral reefs, digest them, and then excrete them, effectively cleaning the reefs. Interesting, but I understand that sea cucumbers themselves are facing challenges. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Sea cucumbers have been overharvested for hundreds of years. This is a problem because they cannot reproduce in low-density areas and are becoming increasingly difficult to find. Between 2022 and 2020, annual wild harvests of sea cucumbers increased by about 30%. This overharvesting is likely having direct effects on reefs, as removing these critical members of the ecosystem can have cascading effects. So how did the researchers determine the impact of sea cucumbers on coral reefs? The researchers, led by marine ecologist Mark Hay and research scientist Cody Clements, conducted an experiment on Mo'oria, a tropical island in French Polynesia. They set up patches to monitor the health of the coral with and without sea cucumbers. They found that the coral patches without sea cucumbers developed a white band at the base of the corals, which would eventually kill the entire coral colony. This white band of death is associated with coral diseases seen all over the world. That sounds alarming. What was the effect of the presence of sea cucumbers? The presence of sea cucumbers appeared to suppress the spread of coral disease. The researchers found that corals without sea cucumbers present were 15 times more likely to die. They conducted a similar experiment in Palmyra Atoll, part of the U.S. minor outlying islands, which yielded similar results. This suggests that sea cucumbers are a major missing component of what had previously been an intact ecological system. What are the next steps for the researchers? The team plans to investigate which coral species are most susceptible and most resilient to a drop in sea cucumber populations, which sea cucumber species are the most critical to reef function, and study the effects of warming ocean temperatures and added nutrients on reef and sea cucumber health. They also urge major cutbacks to pollution and overharvesting in order to increase sea cucumber populations and reef health simultaneously. That was Simply Science reporter Michael shedding light on the critical role of sea cucumbers in maintaining the health of our coral reefs. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.